really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi, Kelly. I'll tell you what, this morning when you sent this story along to me, you were like a kid in a candy store. It was like Christmas morning to you. You were so excited that somebody has come up with a festival generator, a live festival video generator. Not just somebody, but obviously some kind of certifiable Mensa-level genius <laughs> has put this together. I it's, rest my case. It's outstanding, and it's such a time sink. So if you want something to do, this will keep you occupied for hours on end. So basically the way this website works, and I posted it over on our Facebook page, you visit it, and it will automatically generate a two-kind-of-sided poster for a hypothetical festival based on bands who actually played UK festivals in the 1990s. Okay. So just as an example, um, the one they feature on the, their website here is headliners Daft Punk, The Offspring, Rage Against the Machine on one side, and then Bob Dylan, R.E.M., Tool on the other. No festival actually has this lineup. No. Obviously, that's just a poster. Big deal, right? Right. But you click on the names of the bands on this poster. Wait a second. The mouse. Using the mouse. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't the part oh, that I, I was wait a seconding on. Are you telling me that it takes you to videos of their performances? Yes, oh from various God. festivals in the UK during the 90s. It's outstanding. So, And you don't know what song you're going to get either. So you just click on it, hope for the best, and uh, enjoy. And you can, like I said, these are music posters, so there's the headliners, the sub-headliners, yeah. and then the peripheral bands at the end. And they're all sorted, at least how does it determine who becomes a headliner and who doesn't, based on the current day Spotify popularity. That's how the algorithm sorts it. You know who came up with this? A somebody level with, genius. That and somebody with a crap load of time as well. That is amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So fool around with that. I'll give you something to do, and uh, we can only hope that one day whoever made this website runs for president of the United States because the I think world. the country's in good shape if we can get this guy on board or gal. Good save. You know, 2020. So coming up later this summer, Mark Bolin and T-Rex are going to be celebrated with a massive tribute album called Angel-Headed Hipster. I which know would a be few Angel-Headed Hipsters. Yeah, and also be a really good name for a band. It features uh, Bolin classics covered by a ton of people like U2, Elton John, Joan Jett. Nick Cave actually just released uh, Cosmic Dancer. And now, here comes something else. 1972's Children of the Revolution, as done by Kesha. Yeah, and if you're thinking, oh, I can't believe these guys are talking about Kesha, just give it a second because, I mean, yes, she has some pop songs that you may or may not like, but an amazing vocalist, and you're going to hear it here. Pretty amazing vocalist. I hear she's fantastic live as well. And like you said, out later this summer, September 4th, and uh, you can pre-order a copy now. Uh, so many great names on the list. Perry Farrell, Sean Lennon, who we talked about yesterday. So mm -hmm. a lot of people lending their name. T-Rex, I think a band you can use the term underrated. They aren't discussed with 
the greats, mm-hmm. but Mark Bolin, a great lyricist, a great musician, uh, obviously left way too early. And T-Rex was so influential in so many musicians and the sound that they created and paved the way for in terms of that glam rock sound. That's what I was going to say. The names that keep coming up over and over, bands that were influential, you constantly hear the MC5 out of Detroit for the more punky bands and T-Rex of the classic rock bands. Yeah, so if you've never gotten big into T-Rex, this might be a great entry point for you into appreciating some of those songs and then from there you can go and see that they had tons of other songs that weren't called get it on bang a gong angel headed hipster it officially arrives september 4th that comes by the way as bolin and the rest of t-rex set to be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame later on this year so it was right around this time last year that Metallica announced that they were going to be doing S&M 2 with the San Francisco Symphony, and everybody went bananas. The first show sold out instantly. They added a second. Both those sold out. And now we are getting to hear it for ourselves. 40,000 people traveled from nearly 70 countries last September 6th and 8th. It was the grand opening of San Francisco's Chase Center, reuniting the band with that same symphony, obviously some different members in there, uh, since the 1999 performances, which were captured on the Grammy-winning S&M album. And also it was the first time songs from 1999 and forward had been done with the symphony so a lot of cool moments happening at this show and uh, one of those things that metallica fans you know who couldn't make the trip or couldn't get tickets really would have killed to have been at and now we're able to enjoy it four lp set two cd set blu-ray set dvd set digital streaming (laughs) the whole gamut is being run here on ways you can get a hold of this thing i was looking at the page and i as you mentioned those things there's track listings for each one of those formats it was just page after page after page as i scrolled yeah obviously if you want to get everything there is of course the classic deluxe set which includes four lps two cds a blu-ray sheet music guitar picks a poster (laughs) and if you even want to go the full monty Spend 300 US dollars. Go over to Metallica.com now because this next set limited to 500 copies only. And that's because it comes with the actual sheet music used by members of the orchestra that night. And it's signed by all four members of Metallica. So if you're really looking for a cool collector's piece, it's available for pre-order right now. Metallica.com. That's cool. And uh, Nothing Else Matters, of course, one of the tracks that they did at those shows. Sounds fantastic, first of all, the production value. But if you're a fan of uh, James Hetfield's delivery, yeah, this is very heady. Trust us. You know what? That's just a band that knows what it's doing. You never see anything come out from them and go, eh, that was half-assed. Two things I noticed from the clip, or just got me thinking. Okay. Uh, One brought me to a quote from Lars Ulrich about this show, and he said, and this will never happen again, so keep this in mind. He said, the fact that there was no barricade stood out, and I didn't know this at the show until I saw this clip, and I was like, oh, there's no barricade between the crowd and the band and the orchestra. And he said, when was the last time you went to a rock show that size without one? What does that barricade do? What does it mean? It's a safety thing, but in essence, it's something that separates people. I love just being able to walk out with the fans. At one point, I leaned back and let myself go into their embrace. That was a great moment. So 
the fact that they did this show and the fans, you know, it's a respectful event. There's no crowd surfing. It's a show that you can, you could almost sit and watch, but of course they chose to stand as rock and roll sure. shows should be a standing type of an environment. People wore their good pants. Exactly. There were creases, definite creases, <laughs> pleats, if you will. Um, and then the second thing I was thinking about was just how big this band is. Arguably the biggest band in the world. Definitely in the conversation. In 2020. And you look back to Kill Em All, their first record. Can you imagine if hearing that record and thinking, you know what, in 40 years... 35, 30 years, whatever the case may be, this band will be the biggest band in the world. With mm-hmm. this sound, they haven't changed all that much. Yes, they became a little more radio-friendly, but certainly their more recent records, they've gone back to their thrashier sound that they had on the earlier records. And yeah. this band, Metallica, a name like that, is the biggest, most accepted band in the world. And that's baffling to me still, all these years later. And you know what? They're one of the ones that would be in the conversation. Let's just say, hypothetically, we do get back to regular concerts. You talk about bands like Eagles, Stones, all the classics that are out there touring right now in their 70s. I can see Metallica, because of the type of show they do, they don't do a whole lot of running around. They just perform. And uh, Foo Fighters, a couple of bands that I can see sort of being in that club when they're old and gray. And I think both of those will be able to still put out, providing that uh, Hetfield's voice holds up. Uh, I think you might be seeing that, just because of the style of show they do. And I hope so, because they're still fantastic live. Oh, if they have the longevity of a Rolling Stones or a Who or, you know, some of these guys maybe it's not the same four members maybe there's a switch out at some point but they got 20 more years left you know? yeah like that's crazy maybe we'll get the 40th anniversary of snm it's possible and i will be right there for it i'll definitely be picking picking this up just so i can have these songs and listen to them it's one thing to have a live album with crowd noise and stuff and sometimes you get a little bit more of an energetic performance but these are reimaginings of the songs mm-hmm. and an album like this to me it's not really a live album it's more of an album that should be listed with their regular studio discography like it shouldn't stand yeah. it on its own because these are reimaginations and a new way to appreciate this music yeah and again the production value on that is pretty stellar that is the classic rock files 94.3 the drive music director mike young thank you thank you